Hey, what is going on guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to bring me seven game NBA preseason slate on Saturday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, my name's DK. I make daily videos breaking out NBA, NFL, PGA, esports, daily fantasy sports slates. Before we get into the video, I want to thank you guys again for the continued support. The support in the live stream was crazy today. We almost had 350 concurrent viewers. Uh, news, again, is everything in the preseason, so it's very important to follow me on Twitter as well as check out the live stream. A ton of stuff changed from when I made my video to, to the live stream, right? So very, very important to check out the live stream. For example, the Magic, right, as a team. At first, we weren't super excited about them going off of last year in the first preseason game. They didn't play a ton, but we got the news on Twitter that the starters are going to play besides Aaron Gordon, 24 to 25 minutes. So that changed everything. Right? I told you guys, obviously, in the live stream, Vucevic was one of my favorite plays. He absolutely crushed. Um, and yeah, it's it's important, right? Because I will give I will give my thoughts here, right? We got news: Luke Walton, Bagley, or that the Bagley and Whiteside are out. Starters around 25 minutes. Like a lot. It's nice. Really, a lot of teams gave um, you know minutes projections for the for for uh, the players, right? 24 to 25 minutes. I think this was for the Hawks. Um, so very very important to follow me on Twitter again. That is in the description below. Um, also, if you guys cannot watch these videos, they do up on Apple Podcasts. Uh, the link is also in the description below. And finally, uh, if you guys, uh, or I want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring the show. If you guys are not familiar with Prize Picks, it's the site where you can bet on player props. So you compare uh, two to five bets uh, and win up to 10x your money, right? So you're betting over unders on these player props right now. They only have two up, but they will have more uh, probably either later tonight loaded in or tomorrow. So if you want to sign up, you can use the code DKDFS. That's DKDFS, all one word. Again, I will have a link in the description below. Uh, you get a 100% match up to $100. So if you put $100 in, you get $200 to play with, right? So that's $100 free. Uh, it's a win-win. Uh, but yeah, with that all out of the way, let's jump into the video. So I'm not going to go over last night too much just because we have a, a lot to talk about. But, um, you know, it's looking to be a pretty good night. I'll let you guys know if I end up winning big money. But um, yeah, Vucevic crushed. He was only about 50% owned in the $222 tournament. Uh, you had uh, Bruno Caboclo talked about him as a value player. Talked about Boogie Cousins, right? We got the news about 20 minutes of starters. I think Boogie only played 15, but he absolutely smashed in 15 minutes. 14 points, five boards, two assists, two steals, and two blocks. And then Caboclo finished with 17, 7, and 1. One block and three steals. Um, you know, a, a miss was Trey Young. He was about 90% owned in the slam in the $222 tournament. Um you know, was that a bad play? No, uh, but uh, he just had a terrible shooting night. He turned the ball over a lot. Uh, you know, kind of uncharacter uncharacteristic for Trey Young. But even the best players in the league will have off games, um, and that's a situation where obviously you know you knew Trey Young was going to be very popular. So you know you can make risky fades like that um, for the ten percent of people that that did. It, it paid off for them. You know, a guy like Montrezl Harrell for the Lakers. We got news that. The Lakers uh, are arresting a lot of guys. So, you know, talked about Montrez, Schroeder, that pairing. Montrez, uh, at least in the first half, the game's still going on. But he has like a double-double in the first half. Uh, hopefully, they, they continue with the starters into the second half. Um, and then, you know, preseason, again, there, there's a lot. There's still a lot of variance involved with coaches, right? With the Knicks, uh, it sounded like the starters were only getting like 20 minutes. And then uh, they all checked back in with like five minutes left in the fourth quarter against third stringers to the Pistons so that didn't make a ton of sense but hey that's that kind of stuff happens uh what I can do here again is I'll do my best to kind of project minutes for these teams uh but yeah I'll do my best in this video but again live stream and follow me on Twitter those are the two most important things uh all right 
Enough of me talking. Let's talk about or enough of me recapping last or tonight. Let's talk about tomorrow's or Saturday seven game slate. Um, so what I want to do really, really quick, there's, there's uh, seven games, so 14 teams. Just look back uh, how each team played in the first season game last year. Again, things can change, right? It's very, very, Twitter's everything, but just to get a, a, an idea of how the, the teams played in their first preseason game. So uh, Raptors, for their starters in the first preseason game played, you know, decent minutes, right? Fred Fleet 28, Pascal Sackham 27. Like in the first preseason game, about 25 minutes is, is pretty good. So um, that that's solid. Uh, the the Hornets and their starters, not as much. I think the Dwayne Bacon played the most at 23 minutes. Uh, for the Pacers, this game did go to over, overtime, but really good to see. A lot of starters got extended big time. 34 for Brogdon, 31, 31 for my boy Sabonis, 33 for Warren, 30 for Turner. The Cavs in their first game last year, a lot of the starters got minutes in the mid-20s. That's good to see. You know, Love was the guy that did get limited. No real surprise there. Right, uh, with with veterans in the preseason, at least normally you want to target the younger guys and the rookies. Not every time, but um, you know they will generally get more run than the veterans in the preseason, at least early on. Thunder in their in their first preseason game last year, Shea played 26 minutes, uh, Diallo played 24 for the Spurs with Popovich, Lonnie Walker, young guy played 25, Brent Forbes, another young guy played 23. But the veterans uh, didn't play as much. Aldridge 16. Um, DeRozan didn't play in that game. So not expecting a ton for the veterans, for the Spurs, for this, for uh, tomorrow. Um, for the Mavs, uh, there was no Luka and no Porzingis in their first preseason game last year. So kind of hard to tell, you know, will they do that again? Who knows? We do know that Porzingis is out. Uh, the Bucks, uh, Budenholzer, they rested uh, a lot of their main guys, right? There was no Giannis. There was no... Uh, Middleton, no Bledsoe. So they played a lot of the, the bench guys in the first season game. We'll see if that happens again. Uh, Grizzlies and their starters uh, played, you know, low low to mid-20s minutes. That's pretty solid. Timberwolves uh, kind of spread out, right? No one really playing more than 19 in the starting lineup. Not great, but again, new coach there. Uh, Denver uh, and their starters, you know, high teens to low 20s. Golden State, uh, you know, high teens, low 20s as well. Suns, kind of the same thing, high teens, low 20s, and the Jazz were basically the same thing, right? High teens, low 20s. So, you know, really, again, uh, the what you're kind of aiming for for the starters in the preseason is about 25 minutes. If you can get 25 minutes, you can feel happy. That's why, again, we talked about the live stream. We knew the Magic starters were going to get about 25 minutes. We knew the Hawk starters were going to get about 25 minutes. So, um, but we won't get that from every team, right? We will not get that. You know, the Knicks, we didn't get that from. It was kind of a guessing game. And again, their starters came back in. They got close to 30 minutes, some of them. So, uh, all right, let's start with Toronto. And um, let's take a look at their prices. So, you, in the preseason, and you don't necessarily have to use all, all your salary. But uh, you have Lowry at 8-3, Sacrament 7-1, Fred Van Fleet at 6-6. You know, of those three main guys, that's we know that's kind of where the offense runs through. I think Fred Van Fleet for his price probably looks the, the best. He did get the uh, the contract extension as well at four years, $85 million. Uh, normally, him and Lowry are priced about the same. So when you get about a 2K difference, I'll, I'll take the, the discount there in Van Fleet. Don't mind Siakam at 7-1. Looking like Baines is going to be the starter, but how much is he, he's, he going to play? The guy I really like here for value is Chris Boucher. Um, he is going to have to take a step uh, forward this year with no Ibaka. Um, and no Marc Gasol. I think he, the playing time will go up. Uh, this guy is just an amazing point-per-minute guy. Like, whenever you can project him for decent minutes, he will crush. So, Chris Boucher, at the moment, 
right now is one of my favorite value plays here at 4.7K just because he's such a good point per minute guy, such an aggressive offensive player. So yeah, really, really do like Boucher um, for value. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of Boucher for me. Uh, you know, the three main guys, maybe a guy like Terrence Davis, he's also a, a guy that can put up, um, you know, can score score a bunch of points, score a bunch of points in a short amount of time. So, uh, you know, you have Davis, you have Boucher in the cheap end, you have the top three guys um, at the top. But that's kind of where my interest lies there for Toronto. As far as Charlotte goes, you know, there's not a ton that stands out. Toronto is a pretty solid defensive team. We're just looking at the matchup. You know, Graham versus Rogier. I think they're okay. Hayward, obviously they signed him to, to a big contract, but you know, how much run is he going to get? He's getting out there in age. He's obviously been dealing with uh, some injuries as well. Uh, Lamella Ball, the rookie, he's at 5.1K. Again, a little bit. We haven't really seen a ton from him other than some, some practice videos. So you can take a shot here. That's at a very reasonable price. Obviously the Hornets, um, you know, saw some of this guy picking him third overall. So, uh, I do have some interest in LaMelo Ball. They're at 5-1. Other than that, for value, there's not a ton. I think a guy like P.J. Washington does intrigue me here at 4.4K. Uh, the Hornets are a little bit thin up front, so he's someone that I think uh, is a little bit underpriced. And, and that's really it. I don't think I'd go beyond that. So, yeah, Hornets as a team, I'm not super excited about anyone. I think LaMelo Ball does look uh, pretty decent there at 5-1. I think, you know, for value, a guy like P.J. Washington. Uh, but let's move on to the the Indiana Pacers and the Cleveland Cavs. So my boy, DeMontis Sabonis, 7.8K. Yeah, he's back. So again, last year, they, in the first season game, the starters got a lot of run. We'll see if that happens again. Uh, and he is coming off injury, so maybe they limit him a bit. But um, yeah, this will be something we'll have to monitor going into tomorrow. Uh, and we'll talk about on the live stream. Uh, but Sabonis is, the offense runs through him when he's out there. He is another guy that is uh, super, super aggressive on the offensive end. Um, you know, almost a double-double basically every single night when he gets good minutes. So um, I do like Sabonis a good amount. And the Pacers said that they want to push the pace. Like, they're going to play really fast. That's good for DFS purposes. So, yeah, Sabonis is definitely someone to look into there at the top. Also, TJ Warren out. So that's a little bit more usage around. You know, TJ Warren had a kind of a breakout there in the bubble. Uh, Oladipo at 7K. I'll, I'll probably pump the brakes. Another guy that's been dealing with, uh, you know, a lot of injuries throughout his uh, career. I would rather get up to Sabonis uh, at a similar price. Now, Brogdon, he looked really good in the bubble. Um, you know, he's a guy that can fill up a stat sheet. I think he looks like a pretty good player there in the mid-range. Again, if these starters get close, to, like, closer to 30 minutes again, then they're some of the some of the better plays in the slate. So, uh, yeah, Brogdon, Sabonis, guys I'm looking to. As far as cheap options, is there anyone down here I would play? Probably not, to be honest. Um, like Aaron Holiday does possess upside. He's a good offensive player. But yeah, that's that's kind of what I got. I don't think I would maybe Goga at 4-2 if they end up limiting the starters. But based off what we saw the first season game last year, um, I don't think they will really limit the starters. Let's talk about Cleveland. So Cleveland, you have Drummond at the top. Kevin Love uh, right below him there at 6-8. You know, if you look at their first season game last year, what they played, low, mid-20s minutes, that's pretty solid. Uh, Drummond is a guy that is, uh, you know, very aggressive on the offensive end. Again, basically a double-double when when he plays good minutes. He's a guy that can get you blocks, can get you steals. We know Cleveland, they don't have a ton of great offensive pieces. So offense and this team is kind of going to run through Drummond, kind of going to run through Kevin Love. I think both are pretty decent options. Again, uh, we'll see if they end up limiting uh, limiting either of them. Drummond is the younger guy, so I'll probably feel a little more comfortable targeting him than I do Kevin Love. As far as other options on the Cavs, you know, I'm not really looking to Sexton at 6'5". 
Uh, Nance would be in consideration if one or both of Drummond and Kevin Love sit. You know, he is a guy that is a really, really good point-per-minute guy, a guy that stuffs the stat sheet. So if he, either, either Drummond or Love or both end up resting in this game, then Nance would be a guy I would look to there uh, kind of in the mid-range. But, yeah, other than that, like, you can take a shot in the rookie, Isaac Okora. Um, you know, he has a chance to start a small forward. And he's cheap enough in consideration. But that, that's probably it for me. So, Let's move on to OKC and San Antonio. OKC is a team that is pretty thin, right? No Horford, no Reza, no Baisley, no Dort, no Jackson, no Darius Miller. And obviously, you guys know that they lost a ton of pieces in the offseason. No Chris, uh, you know, Chris Paul traded away, Stephen Adams, Gallinari, uh, Dennis Schroeder. So kind of the last man standing here, SGA, right? Who else is going to play and who else is going to take shots for this team? Well, the matchup is good against the Spurs. The Spurs last year were not good defensively. So if we get like 25 minutes out of SGA, I really, really like him at 5'9". He's one of my favorite plays just because man, who else is going to shoot the ball for this Thunder team, right? So yeah, SGA at the moment is definitely one of my favorite plays in the mid-range. Um, as far as other targets, like George Hill, will he get a ton of run veteran? I don't know, but he's a guy that, you know, can score the ball. He, he's he's a guy that, you know, if we can get like 20-ish minutes out of him, he would be in consideration for value. Diallo, I think he's third year in the year, younger guy. Uh, with all these guys being out, I expect him to get good run. He's flash him upside. I think he's a potential value play. You have Frank Jackson, formerly on the Pelicans. Him, NAW, in the preseason last year. We used a ton. These guys uh, are also very good offensive players, that being Frank Jackson. Uh, you know, he's flashing upside. I do think he is someone that will probably gets good run and a 4K, definitely someone I'm looking to for value as well. And then whoever they end up starting at as their big, right? They have a couple different options here. Um, you know, they can start Muscala. They can start Kenneth Williams. So we'll see what they do with the, with the starting lineup. TJ Leith, Moses Brown. Um, but yeah, right now, again, Thunder are pretty thin. So SGA, I think, looks like a really good option if we get normal minutes, which is about 25. I think Diallo's a fine value play. Um, again, uh, a guy like Frank Jackson has flashed a good amount of upside one get one given minutes. So that's where my interest lies there for OKC. Let's move on to San Antonio. So for the Spurs, I'm not really targeting the veterans at Aldridge. Got limited in their la- in the first season game last year. He got 16 minutes. DeRozan didn't play. So not expecting a ton. It's always, always hard to trust Popovich. So I'm not really looking to Aldridge or DeRozan here. The younger guys are kind of where I where I would uh, look to. Now, there's no Derek White. Lonnie Walker questionable as well. So they actually are missing a good amount of pieces. Like a guy like DeJounte Murray could get extended here. And if, if Aldridge and DeRozan either get limited or don't play, Johnson out, Lonnie Walker possibly out, Derek White out, like offense would be DeJounte Murray. And another guy that if there's a lot of pieces missing, like he will be the alpha in the offense. So we'll see. Uh, definitely a potential play there in the mid-range, though. Do like his upside, and he's a younger guy. You know, definitely could get over 20 minutes. So, um, yeah, I think John Murray actually is a pretty good play. Rudy Gay, don't expect him to play a ton of veteran. As far as other options here for the Spurs, and Lonnie Walker, they have him listed as questionable. We'll see. He returned to practice. Um, if he does play, he's in consideration, too. He kind of had a breakout year this year. Um, he has upside. So, yeah, Lonnie Walker and... DeJounte Murray is kind of where my interest lies right now for the Spurs. Let's move on to Dallas and Milwaukee. So we already know Porzingis is out. Uh, Luka, we'll see if he plays. If he does play and gets normal run, well, I think he's one of the top spin-ups of the slate, right? If we, if we expect like 25-ish minutes from Luka Doncic, uh, he can absolutely crush uh, when Luka's off the court, right? His upside is just through the roof. So Luka, 
Really do like him um, if he does get normal run. Other options here on Dallas, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. is in play, but he's kind of scoring a pen a little bit more boom or bust, does have a pretty low floor. The new addition, the new addition Josh Richardson, viable, but not super, super excited about it. As far as like value bigs, they are kind of getting healthy in the front court. I mean, they have Boban, we know is a really, really good point per minute guy. Uh, if you can project like 10 to 15 minutes from Boban, you're probably going to get like 20-ish fancy points. So yeah, in consideration there for value of 4-3. Uh, they do have Kleber, though. They do have Willie Cauley-Stein. So, again, they're a little bit more healthy uh, front court um, besides Porzingis. So, let's move on to Milwaukee. Milwaukee, in the first preseason game last year, rested a lot of the main guys. So, we'll see what happens with Budenholzer uh, and, and the Bucks here. Uh, Giannis at the top at 9K. You know, they've, Budenholzer is is a guy that is has been very, very um, cautious with the, his main guys. Even in the regular season, right? Giannis, Middleton, Bledsoe. Like rarely played over like 32 minutes. So in the preseason, hard hard to get super confident with, uh, you know, them playing a ton of minutes. So we'll see. Again, things can change. I'll see how to monitor Twitter. If we get news that like the Buck starters are gonna play like 25 minutes, then yeah, yeah, Giannis is definitely in play, right? He's a guy that can go out and get you 50 fantasy points in 25 minutes. Uh, Drew Holiday, their new addition. Again, we'll see. Right, Middleton at six five, um, fine prices, but. I'm a little bit weary there with the Bucks. I think they might spread out the minutes. Um, so, yeah, this will this will be something to monitor. As far as, like, cheap guys uh, that I would play, Bobby Portis. Uh, he is a really, really good point per minute guy, a great offensive player. Um, and at 4.2K, if we can expect, like, 15 to 20 minutes from Bobby Portis, I think he can have a really good game. So, definitely looking to Bobby Portis here as a value option. You know, Frank Mason, too. He is, you know, kind of was on the end of the bench there for the Bucks, but when he's on the court, like he's really, really productive, right? Um, some of these games are 22 minutes, 38 fancy points, 26 minutes, um, 40 fancy points. They, oh, let's see, making him an unrestricted. Oh, wait, is he not on the team? Okay, so maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe we won't, we won't go to Frank Mason. But um, all right, so yeah, that's kind of that kind of about wraps it up for me for for the Bucks. So it's yeah, Bobby Portis is a value option, um, and then you know the guys at the top. We'll see. We'll have to monitor this. If we get news that they're going to get decent run, then yeah, I think you can look to obviously Giannis at the top. Uh, but let's move on to Memphis and Minnesota. So Memphis in their first in their first preseason game last year, starters got you know low to mid twenties minutes. Um, this is a good matchup against Minnesota. Minnesota's a team is just not great defensively. So, you know, John Moran at 8-5 does feel a little bit pricey, uh, but he is the guy that uh, really turned it on Turned it on there in the bubble, played a ton of minutes. You know, if we get about 25 minutes from Ja, I think he's okay, but probably would prefer some other value or some other spend-ups. Now, Jonas Valanciunas, we do have no Triple J. Uh, Brandon Clark is doubtful as well, so they're pretty thin up front. JV, another great point-per-minute guy. I think he's definitely in consideration. Would have liked if he's a little bit cheaper, but, um, yeah, I think you can definitely look to, to JV, a guy that, you know, could go out there and put up, like, 40 fancy points in 25 minutes. Cheaper options for the Grizzlies. There's honestly not, not a ton here. Anthony Melton, if he does play, is questionable. He's a guy off the bench that does possess some upside. So maybe you can look to a guy like Melton if he does play. You know, you have Xavier Tillman, their rookie. They're probably going to want to see what they got out of him. I think he's a viable, cheap play. But, yeah, that's really it for Memphis. Let's talk about Minnesota now. 
So Towns has the Q tag. Um, we'll see if he ends up playing. Uh, D'Lo is at 8K, Towns at 8.9. Um, you know, both both viable plays here. Um, what did they play last year? You know, again, lo- high teens minutes is not great. So so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, Towns, D'Lo, I think are fine options. Uh, Got to monitor the news there. Anthony Edwards is at 4.7K. They took him with the number one overall pick. So uh, he's a guy that I think they're going to want to give good run to. And at 4.7, I think that is a little bit underpriced. So I think Anthony Edwards, their rookie, is definitely someone I'm looking to for value on the slate. I think he does look good. Again, I think they're going to want to see what they have with the rookie. Again, the preseason, as always, usually the younger guys, the rookies get extended a little bit more. So yeah, Edwards at 4.7, that does seem a little bit too cheap for the number one overall pick. Below that, though, yeah, there's not a ton, really, that I would look to. So let's move on to Denver and Golden State. Sorry for moving a little bit fast, guys, but there's just a lot of games and a lot of stuff to talk about. Again, we'll go over more uh, in the live stream as well as, again, I'll, I'll give my thoughts on a lot of stuff on Twitter as well. But, yeah, Denver. So in their first preseason game last year, uh, you know, starters got high teens to low 20s. Jokic didn't play in that in the game um, at 8.8K. If we get about 25 minutes from Jokic, again, viable, but we'll have to wait and see here. Um, Michael Porter Jr. at 6'7", kind of came on last year. They're going to start him at the three. At 6'7", though, that does feel a little pricey, but he is a younger guy, right? It was second second year or third year in the league, uh, but he's a guy I could see getting extended a little bit, maybe like into the mid-20s minutes. Jamal Murray at 5'6", I mean, that seems underpriced, right? For what he did in the bubble... Now, sure, right, we're not going to get those type of minutes, but if we get like 25 minutes out of Jamal Murray and the match against Golden State, yeah, I think 5-6 is just underpriced. So definitely looking to Jamal Murray. Millsap, I'm not, I'm not super interested in. Uh, there is a couple a couple cheap plays I want to mention here for, for the Nuggets if they end up resting some guys. Um, so a couple plays I do want to talk about. P.J. Dozier, 4.4K. He is... Uh, you know, off the bench in the preseason or in the preseason and off the bench in the regular season. Like this guy does possess upside and he's, he's getting a lot of hype right now. And in practice, um, he's the guy that can fill up a stat sheet. So uh, I think he's someone that is definitely in consideration for value. Also bull bull. Like he is a really, really good point per minute guy, a guy that can get you some blocks some steals. If we can get like 15 ish minutes out of bull bull at 4k, another value play definitely in play. So yeah, there's a couple guys I'm looking to here for value potentially if Denver ends up resting some guys, Dozier, bull bull. I think those guys do possess upside and are uh, a little bit underpriced, underpriced. Let's talk about golden state. So golden state, we have uh, obviously no clay Thompson for the season. So Steph Curry is going to be the do it all guy. No Draymond green as well. So yeah, if we get like 25 minutes from Steph Curry, he is one of my favorite spend-ups on the slate for sure. Just because, right, who else is going to score the ball for this Golden State team? It's going to be Steph jacking up a ton of shots, um, having the ball in his hands a lot. So, yeah, I really like Steph if we get, you know, normal minutes for him, which, again, normal minutes in the preseason for starters is about mid-20s. Not overly excited about Wiggins. Again, he's kind of score independent. Uh, we have... Marquise Chris, I think, is, is a decent play in the mid-range, a good point per minute guy. We'll see if he ends up starting. And then uh, Kavon Looney, they mentioned that he might start at center in this game. So this will be something to monitor if he does start and gets like 15 to 20 minutes, another like potential value. He's been you know banged up the last couple of years, but does possess some upside there at a cheap price point. And I think that's really it for me for Golden State. So let's talk about the last game here, and then we can get out of here. Phoenix, Utah. 
So Phoenix, new, new addition, Chris Paul at 7'4". Uh, not super interested in it. Again, veterans, uh, don't expect them to play a ton. Now, younger guys like Booker at 8, and I could see extended a little bit more. Booker's at 8'6 against the Jazz. Eh, not as excited about that price, right? Aiton at 6'6 six, six does look a little bit better, uh, but the matchups in general against Utah is not great. Cheaper guys for Phoenix. Again, I'm not really looking to, to Crowder. Um, you know, Cam Johnson does seem a little bit underpriced there at 4 or 5. They, they gave him more minutes uh, later in the season. Campaign as well. I think a viable play there at 4 or 4. Cheat Diallo, too, at 4K. Uh, you know, whenever this guy gets minutes, also really, really good point permanent guys. So potential, like, super, super low owned value there. But, yeah, that's really it for me. And Phoenix, let's finish it up with Utah. Honestly, Utah's a team not super interested in. If you look at the pre first preseason game last year, minutes, everyone kind of got limited, right? No one really played more than, like, 15 in the starting lineup, 15 to 20. So, right now, it's kind of a pass, but things could change. Conley is out. Uh, Bogdanovich uh, looking like um, he might be available. Again, he obviously missed the later end of the season uh, there last year. So, at the moment, there's really not a ton I like here for Utah. You know, a guy like Clarkson at 4-6, if some of the main guys maybe don't play a ton, you could give it a look to him off the bench. But, yeah, Moutier, again, maybe if they do end up resting some guys. But, yeah, as of right now, Utah's a team I'm not uh, super, super excited about. But, yeah, that's really it for for my game-by-game uh, -game breakdown here for the NBA preseason slate. Again, I want to hammer it down, guys, that a ton, a ton can change. So, you're going to have to monitor Twitter and very, very important to follow me on Twitter. I will give my thoughts on everything. I will retweet every piece of relevant news to keep you guys updated. Also, make sure to check out the live stream tomorrow. 45, maybe since this is a seven-game slate, I'll go live even an hour before lock. I'll go over all the news, um, You know, give you guys again a game-by-game -game breakdown, answer all your guys' questions. So, um, yeah, make sure to follow me on Twitter and check out the live stream tomorrow again, again guys, because a lot, a lot of stuff can change. But, Thanks again. I hope you guys have a great day and I will see you tomorrow in the live stream.